When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. A reminder that Ann Archer will join us at the top of the hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Greg Airbar is with us for another look at recently released DVD, Blu-ray, and streaming titles that we think you will find of interest. Greg's books on pop culture include Mouse Tracks, the story of Walt Disney Records, and the forthcoming Hanna-Barbera, The Recorded History. You can read Greg Airbar twice a month, Cartoon Research, Dot com. What do you have for us this week, Greg? And now tonight from Hollywood, the Barbara Stanwyck Show. Was this a Desi Lou production or my? Uh, I, I seem to recall Barbara Stanwyck did one or two pilots for Desi Lou in the early '60s, but I don't remember whether her show was an offshoot of that. Well, yes, yes, uh, she did do several pilots, and yes, it was uh, filmed at Desi Lou, so the. Credits are loaded with Desi Luites, Desi Lu's, uh, the editing people and all that stuff. Earl Hagen did the music and, and all, but it is a Barwick production. I wonder what that means. Well, it's, it, so, okay, 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 it's her, okay, she owned the production company that did the show, which is often the case when you have a star doing their own television series but it sounds like there's a lot of Desilu personnel involved so it was probably done in association with Desilu Productions she and Lucy probably sat back and smoked cigarettes together for yes. sure it's a show that a lot of people probably don't know exists so it's kind of cool the Barbara Stanwyck show all 36 episodes are available for streaming on demand through Amazon Prime I doubt she descended the staircase to introduce um, all, all no, the, the various no, but it was an anthology she, show if I remember correctly yes it was um, and that was the thing to do um, Loretta Young sort of uh, was one of the big stars that led the pack the 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 first, the first impulse of, of the Hollywood studios was television doesn't exist and it's going to go away if we just close our eyes tight enough. Um, Joe Barbera said you were forbidden to even say the word television uh, in earshot uh, anywhere on the, the lots. So, you know, they, there was unthinkable to do it. But eventually they kind of capitulated, especially in the 50s when they could rent out uh, studio space and they needed the money and more uh, money people were seeing the advantage of it. But uh, the stars started to do more shows, and you had there was a there was one well you had four star theater and you had the Jane Wyman show a lot of a lot of them tried but didn't have the longevity that uh, only a hand only a handful had uh, Ronald Reagan had GE GE Theater I think it was uh, 
And then he did Death Valley Day for a long time. For, yeah, for for a long time. So there were there were uh, some, but Barbara Stanwyck just had one year, and uh, it was very Loretta Youngish, uh, but but different in other ways because it was Barbara Stanwyck. So the characters she played were very true to who who she she was and she didn't she wanted it that way and that was what she insisted on um because and and the show was done around 1960-61 so she could television was in a position where it could accept she didn't want to be the typical 50s woman and she she rarely was in these episodes they're uh i mean they're dated because they are when they were made and you can you can laugh and go and point derisively at the times when they are um, and act superior to do a little dance if you want but why do that we didn't it's not their fault they were in their their period she did the best she could i think to make some statements because there's one episode in particular where she's she's usually the head she's usually a businesswoman sometimes she's a wife and mother but there's a lot of times she is the head of things. She's in charge of things. Greg Airbar is with us for a look at the Barbara Stanwyck Show, which is available streaming on demand, Amazon Prime. Take a quick time out. Talk more with Greg. We come back on TV Confidential. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, this is Shirley Jones, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Our play tonight should be of interest to every woman who wears dresses and to every man who pays for them. It's called Size 10. A story about New York's fabulous garment center where cutthroat competition is the way of life. Ed Robertson with a reminder that Oscar-nominated actress Anne Archer will join us in our second hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, and speaking of movie stars, Greg Airbar is with us for a look at the DVD release of The Barbara Stanwyck Show. The Barbara Stanwyck Show, an anthology series that Stanwyck produced along with Desi Lou Studios in 1960, a few years before she did The Big Valley. Barbara Stanwyck, one of the first movie stars to embrace television, and like the Loretta Young Show before her, Stanwyck played different characters every week on The Barbara Stanwyck Show, although most, if not all, of the characters she played were strong, independent women, not unlike who Barbara Stanwyck was in real life. The Barbara Stanwyck Show, all 36 episodes are available for streaming on demand through Amazon Prime. There's one where she's the, the head, uh, it's kind of like Devil Wears Prada. Um, I, get, I just get the feeling a lot of people watch these shows and say, I wrote them down and said, I can make a movie about this and just change a few things. Right, because Barbara Stanwyck in real life was a strong-willed woman. Who, she was. Who, who knew what she can do and who took no guff. She knew she was working in an industry that was male-dominated, but she left her mark and usually portrayed strong-willed women. She did this throughout her screen career, and of course she did this in her later television career, most notably as Victoria Barkley on The Big Valley. Yeah, and there are... 
there are some westerns. She wanted to do a western, um, I think, and at first there was reluctance to it, but she did some sort of some prototypish, and there are people on this series. Uh, in fact, her executive producer, Lewis Edelman, was went on to Big Valley. So it, this does have some roots, some Big Valley roots, but they don't eat, eat as much cake uh, as <laughs> on Big Valley. But there, there, it is a, it is. There is one particular episode I just briefly want to just describe. But she's running. She's this head of a fashion company, and she has alienated her staff. And she's so she's so caught up in her work, she doesn't realize it. And some some one person she's had a particularly close uh, relationship with. There's a there's a uh, assistant. There's a protege. There's there's one person for every kind of. Uh, screwed up relationship that she's had and a sketch vanishes and um, that brings her to this realization and she has a fiance and I will be a spoiler on this because it's a, it's a kind of a surprising ending for the way this was done uh, you you in those days of a lot of especially sitcoms the wife would go to work and she would usually quote come to her senses and not stay at work or in the case of Laura Petrie, um, she would remember just how you know difficult it was and, and make the choice, which was admirable. I mean, she made the choice rather than sort of be forced to stay home, but she made the choice. So at least it was something. But it was still, you know, woman stays at home. In the case of this show, it was her fiancé who, well, I won't give away how she found out, but it was the fiancé who was, who was actually the mole in this situation. For the competition and uh because he wanted to thwart her working too much and mess up her business so she would marry him and be you know his wife and nothing else and she goes back and she mends the fences with her staff and she and it, she ends happily ever after as a successful businesswoman in 1961 you know so that is not something you would see much in those days uh, that one's kind of surprised me because that's not the ending you usually see. Um, doesn't always end that way in these stories, but there is there was supposed to be a series spinoff from this where she ran an international um, company that that was a shipping organization for textiles, um, which is a pretty uh, convoluted well not convoluted but kind of an odd premise, you know. But it gave her the chance to travel to exotic locations, you know, on the set with backdrops to to figure out. And she was involved in like spying and uh, atomic, you know, there was one where she was an atomic scientist. That was a, that was actually a, a, an unforgettable. She was an atomic scientist, but a horrible tragedy happened. She was going to create a shield, shield us from atomic uh, attack. But a horrible thing happens in her life and she goes into a coma. And she has, and she, no one can get the formula from her. So there's that. There's all kinds of stories. They're all they're very eclectic. Um, they're so-called sort of, you know, romantic dramas. There's there's some lighter ones. Milton Berle stars in one. There's three that she's not in. Milton Berle is in one. It's sort of like arsenic and old lace, kind of story. Uh, but like like Loredion, they are these little playlets. And there are some very, very substantial people in them. Uh, you know, people like Dana Andrews and uh, uh, Lee Marvin. Uh, that was another, that was another, that was a very noir one that he did, film noirish one. Susan Oliver, Michael Rennie, 
um, uh, you know, uh, Buddy Gibson, Robert Culp, Joseph Cotton. So that John Blondell, another uh, that was a good one too. You know, that she does had a Harris had kind of a surprising ending. Peter Falk. So a lot of people probably were just dying to work with her. What a, what an opportunity! This is in two different sets, even though there's only a handful of episodes because it's just one season. There's 36 and they're split in half. So if you get this on DVD, the first set has a few extras. The second set um, isn't you know doesn't have as much to it. But the the first set does come with uh, the pilot, which they didn't have a sponsor, so they actually called it the uh, the sponsors theater. You know, as if it's fill in the blank. Uh, shows are winning the the Emmy. She won an Emmy for the series, and um, and then there's this there's in the booklet there. Robert Osborne wrote the liner notes. You know, he wrote an essay, and it's a great essay because he knew her, because he got to know a lot of these legends when they were very accessible to him when he was working for Hollywood Reporter and he was writing all these terrific books. So this it's an essay only he could have written firsthand. So it is a nice package. The Barbara Stanwyck Show, all 36 episodes are available for streaming on demand through Amazon Prime. Our mutual friend David Frankham shared a story about the time he met Barbara Stanwyck for the first time. I believe this was 68, 69. She would have been doing the Big Valley at the time. And this was also the time when David um, had a dual career as an entertainment journalist in between acting roles and it was in his capacity as a journalist that he interviewed that he met Barbara Stanwyck for the first time and the two takeaways as I recall is um, she was both on and off camera a stickler for punctuality and I believe David found that out about her and I believe he arrived 15 minutes early, which which on Stanwyck time means he was on time. And as I recall, it took a few minutes for him to break the ice with her. But once she did, once he did break the ice and she realized that he had done her his homework. And uh, because David, of course, was an interviewer for the radio, for BBC Radio before he became an actor. Uh, David was a true, true professional. And she, they, as I recall, they remained in touch after they became friends and remained in touch after that time that he spent with her in her home. So uh, a little bit of insight into Barbara Stanwyck. And and speaking of punctuality, when Lee Majors visited our program, he said the first takeaway he got from Barbara Stanwyck was she did not like being late. And uh, and I would imagine when she was doing the Barbara Stanwyck show, she was particularly adamant about that because it was it was her production company. So if if anyone was late in front of the camera or behind the scenes, it cost her money. And if you were late, you would not have a job too long because it just slows yeah. up the production. Yeah, I get the impression from what I've heard about her is that. Um, it wasn't a mat- it, it wasn't a, she she wasn't difficult in that in that term that people use. She was professional, yeah, and that she insisted everybody around her was, and she didn't suffer fools, and she she demanded that from everybody. But she was, um, but you never heard about her being. Uh, you know, a lot of people liked working with her and respected her, and 
You didn't hear about her being a horror to work with no. uh, in, in any other way. She just uh, had she, 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 she just had like two rules, and one of which was yeah. be on time, and the second of which is be ready to do your job when you show up, which is the sign of a professional. Yeah, and she saw through the pretense because uh, according to the, the essay by Robert Osborne, if, if anybody dared to like fawn, they just hear BS. From yeah, her. that was that was her phrase. You know, please. Uh, she also. It's interesting when you watch these shows. Uh, instead of her coming swirling through a doorway like like famously like Loretta Young, which by the way Wilma Flintstone did in one episode as a as a spoof. Um, uh, of course, she didn't swirl because that would have been a lot of animation. Right. But <laughs> they they had a they had a, a different approach. They have her sort of posing. Uh, in this sort of uh, dramatic pose, in a in a uh, beautiful gown, as this Earl Hagen piano music plays, sort of, and apparently that was not her character. I guess that's what the network and the our sponsors, uh, your local gas company, wanted. Uh, she was more. Uh, she dressed nice, but she dressed more casual, and she was much more. She didn't. And in real life, people didn't call her Barbara. Uh, I. I don't remember what her nickname was, but it was like like same as Lauren Bacall. People called her Betty. Yeah. Um, so her being in a gown with gloves was not her real look, and being in that pose and having to say the lines was not really her. Um, and so you can kind of tell in the openings and closings, she's at she's she's more comfortable acting than she is doing the openings and closings because they do seem kind of odd. <laughs> the Barbara Stanwyck Show, all 36 episodes are available for streaming on demand through Amazon Prime. Greg will be back on the other side of the break. Then we will welcome Academy Award-nominated actress Ann Archer. All that and more. We come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. <laughs> 